0: What's going on everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor from the great state of Minnesota, Sports Done Right also the North Star Sports podcast. And a little pre-game sound we had the folks from Game Day coming in. I got access to the media day. Spoke with Kirk Herbstreit, Chris Fowler, Reese Davis. So on this show here Thought I'd just play some sound from the interviews that we did with them and get you hyped up, man. Game day is just a few hours away. We are, what is it, 10, 10 o'clock central. I'm going to be hitting the sack soon because I got to get up and get out there and uh, get credentialed and everything else. But it has been a wild ride. So uh, we will start with Reese Davis. Then you'll hear from Kirk Herbstreet, Chris Fowler, and my... Well, my own little question to Kirk Herbstreet on Tanner Morgan as well. So a little late-night sports done right. Gophers, Wisconsin. Gophers should win this game. It won't be easy, but they should. You got to finish it. Minnesota, you got to finish it. So here we go. This is Reese Davis, ESPN Game Day.
1: What P.J. has done here to elevate this program, put him in contention for a championship has really PEG THE EXCITEMENT METER, I THINK, Uh, NOT ONLY HERE, BUT FOR GOPHER FANS EVERYWHERE. AND, YOU KNOW, WE'RE REALLY EXCITED TO BE ABLE TO GO SOMEPLACE WE HAVEN'T BEEN BEFORE. IT'S ALWAYS COOL TO TAKE THE SHOW NEW PLACES AND WHEN IT'S NOT A NOVELTY. IT'S COOL FOR THE FIRST TIME, AND AS PJ HAS SAID, I THINK IT'S REALLY GOOD FOR THE PROGRAM. But we're here because they're good and they're playing for something. You know, not only in a rivalry game, which is of the utmost importance this week, but playing for a division championship and an opportunity to go to Indianapolis and play for the Big Ten. So it's, uh, you know, they're high stakes. Combine it with a great rivalry. uh, It's it's the perfect place to be. I'm hoping it snows. I know very few people ever say that. I'm not in for the sleet and the freezing rain. You can count me out of that and the wind, which I hate, which I understand we're getting. Nice, fluffy snow. Which we had the last time game day was on campus at a PJ Fleck coach team. I mean, it was snowing sideways. It caked on Jim Ojeda's glasses. He looked like Frosty the Snowman. It was awesome. So hopefully we'll get some of that tomorrow too. I was going to say you have Did to. Did you expect Minnesota to be this good? No, I mean, I've got a, uh, I've got a ton of respect for PJ, and we've become friendly. I think over the last few years he came down, and uh, and spoke at a seminar that we had hosted couple years ago, I guess right after he got the Minnesota job, and knew him a little bit at Western Michigan, and have a great deal of respect for his ability, and had no doubt that he would win here eventually. Winning at this level this quickly is a surprise to me. I thought they'd be good. Um, the You know the one thing, or the I won't say person, but the one uh, entity in college football that was not surprised by this was our FPI, or Football Power Index, which before the season started gave Minnesota the best opportunity to win Big Ten West, so um, I think it was like a 31% chance or something like that, so while everybody was hopping on the Nebraska bandwagon, old FPI was uh, had it figured out early, the rest of us were a little slower on the draw, I think, so um, I'm surprised that it's happened this quickly, I think, but not surprised that he's winning, because I think I think he, the things that he says and that he preaches are the way he lives his life, they're sincere, and that's important. Players know when you're genuine, and I think they get that from him. And I think that's why they play so hard for him.
2: What do you feel like for Badgers' rank for you in terms of just rivalries?
1: Underrated, I think. Uh, I don't know that you realize the magnitude because I'm, I'm 53 years old. Okay, so for most of my life, they've one of them has just been okay, and Wisconsin's been really good, you know over the last, you know, since Barry Alvarez got there in the early 90s. Minnesota's been good. So I think sometimes on a national scale, you don't appreciate how deep the rivalry is and what that axe means. But the moment that I always go back to, because before I started hosting College Game Day, I was in the college football studio for, I think, 16 years. And I was in the studio the day that Reese Lloyd kicked that field goal and started sprinting for the axe before it even went through the uprights. And I thought that was one of the coolest things I'd seen in terms of celebrating a rivalry victory so I don't know where it ranks I think it's got a great deal of history and tradition it's very meaningful to the two schools and I think it's really good that it's able to get a national platform now so that people who might have thought oh yeah that's a that's a nice little one of those big 10 trophy games you know to see that there is a little more depth to this one.
2: What do you feel like the biggest challenge Minnesota presents to this Wisconsin team?
1: I think the biggest challenge is big plays down the field if you look at Wisconsin's defense, which over the course of the entire season, the stats are very good. But starting with the Illinois game and forward, they've had a propensity to give up big plays. Their offense turned the ball over mostly through fumbles. So I think defensively their biggest challenge is not to give up those explosive plays. That has been a problem for them. And certainly with 2,000-yard receivers and Tanner Morgan, who's leading the Big Ten in passing, that's that's a problem for Wisconsin. They'll have to deal with Um Morgan's also been really good in terms of completion percentage under pressure, and Wisconsin can get pressure on a quarterback. So, you know, will he be able to execute at that level there? But I think that's another problem for Wisconsin. If he can, now what do you do? You know, can you cover? And on the flip side, I think uh, it's pretty obvious that the biggest problem for Minnesota is Jonathan Taylor, who, you know, with all due respect to all the great backs they've had, and they've had a ton of great ones. And I know Ron Dame won the Heisman, and J.T.'s not going to. I think he's the most complete. I think Taylor is the most complete back that they've had in this era of great runners. with you know, whether it's Melvin Gordon or James White or Monte Ball or Ron or whoever it is, I think Taylor can do a little bit more in different ways than all of them. So I think that's the biggest challenge for Minnesota on Saturday. Do you think he should still be a Heisman finalist?
2: Not that it really uh, as much now, but...
1: Yeah. See, I think that race is over. I think Joe Burrow's had such a ridiculous season that that race is done. I think Chase Young should still be in it. And I certainly think that Jonathan should be considered. Um, I'm not sure that he'll he would be in the top three. He's had a great season and he is a great player. Um, but maybe this year, I'm not sure that uh, you know that he will be in the top three. Probably depends on what you mean by finalist. If you mean top three, I I would hesitate. If you say top five, I would say absolutely.
0: Have been able to see the setup down there and if so, what do you think of it?
1: I think it was great. It's a great setting. I think one of the things that we found over the years is that if we can find a picturesque place on campus that sort of captures a little bit of the sense of place of where we are, it really gives a, a good vibe for the show and we want Uh, You know, we want to showcase the university and talk football and talk rivalries and have a great place for Eric Decker to come be the guest picker and all of those types of things. Did you see what I did there for you? I saw your eyebrows go up. All right, there you go. (laughs)
0: Um, You know, you travel around the country. You talk to a lot of people in college football. What's the take on Minnesota this year? Is it a cute little story up north or?
1: Um, I don't think so. I think... I'd be disingenuous to say if I didn't think there was a little bit of that to it. Some of it is because it's happened so quickly. Some of it is because of the escapes early in the season, in which they stayed undefeated for a long time. But the good thing about that, if you really watch them, they've done what good teams do. They've improved over the course of the season, they're better than they were when they were, you know, escaping from South Dakota State and, you know, and uh, getting by in those non-conference games September and, you know, being very fortunate as Fresno. Now, they got better, you know, and they're really good now. So, I think people recognize that. And I think that when, with the great regard that people have for Penn State, when you Win that game and really for it didn't seem like a fluke. They looked like the better team. They were the better team. And I think people recognize that. So I think it's transformed a little bit. I think early on, maybe prior to Penn State, it was like, well, you know, old PJ's doing it again, you know, like he did at, at Western Michigan. But now I think it's, I think people have watched and they, you know, they've seen Winfield and the numbers that he's put up defensively and the various weapons they have on offense. And I think people have realized this is a really good team. where they are in the college football playoff stage. I think so. I think it's fair because you know, their their schedule up to this point, it's not that it's been bad, but you know, they played some of the teams in the Big Ten that, uh, you know, backup quarterbacks, all that kind of stuff. Had the big Penn State win, the one stumble against Iowa. It's all in front of them. If, If they beat Wisconsin and they beat Ohio State, I think they're going to the playoff. You know, so that's, you know, that's where I stand on it. So I if I'm Minnesota, which I hate that phrase, I can't believe I just.
0: All right, you heard from Reese Davis, and by the way, that was my question about that cute little team up north. I gotta say, man, very impressed. These the ESPN guys. It's it's almost like they're local media. I mean, the facts they were spitting, they knew everything about Wisconsin, Minnesota. Uh, very impressive what these guys, I guess, you know, go through and have to learn every week, basically for all this stuff. So sports done right. We'll continue here. And next up is Mr. Chris Fowler. Great guy. Um, the whole ESPN crew treated us very well. Props to the university of Minnesota, the athletic department, football team, get, getting everything set up for us there over at the football complex as well. So here we go. Sound number two on Sports Done Right: The Game Day Edition comes from Mr. Chris Fowler.
1: Sure, sure. Astronomist, your first time here?
2: It is. I just, I, I just realized. That uh, this is the only Power 5 program I've ever been, been to for, for a feature, for game day, to call a game, and uh, pretty cool to be here.
3: It's nice now that the facilities are all done too. Yeah, no, it's
2: awesome.
3: <laughs> it's beautiful. My God, this is like a, it's
2: the tallest indoor I've seen. <laughs>
1: nope, all of us. Oh, oh, all, all together? together. Oh, yeah. okay.
2: Is this good? Yeah. Right in the middle? <laughs> Awesome. Well how are you how excited are you to be here for the first time Ron? <laughs> I'm very excited. I, this is the only Power Five program that I had not been to. I realized that this week as I was running down the list because I had never been to this program for a feature or for a game day road show or to call a game and it's 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 about damn time. I, if I'm gonna come <laughs> to Minnesota, I want weather just like this for my, my first <laughs> visit here. I've been at the state, to be clear. I've been to Minneapolis yeah. plenty of times, final to tours, all that kind of stuff. I just had never been to. Oh. Minnesota uh, football facility before. Gotcha. Well, I'm the Wisconsin person, so. Um, <laughs> I've been in- to Madison plenty. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> what do you what do you feel like the Gophers present challenge-wise for the Badgers in this game? Well, they they present a challenge to anybody. I mean, they got an explosive offense. You got two great receivers that create matchup problems for any defense. And Wisconsin's been giving up some some big explosive plays on defense the last five games, so they have to guard against that. Um, I mean, Minnesota has arrived at this moment where they have a lot to play for. And these players have come here where it's been a dream, and now they feel it's in their hands. So that's another thing the Badgers have to deal with, is a very motivated, inspired program. A bunch of guys who, who have overachieved, and, and they believe they're ready for this moment. So it's, it's a lot to conquer. Wisconsin fans know what it's like to present a tough environment for visitors. It's going to be a tough environment for them coming in here. And the is going to be flying. And it's going to be good. A good Great Lakes battle. Yeah. Um, so Minnesota obviously has a lot to play for. What do you feel like Wisconsin still has left to play for this season? What, what else does Wisconsin need to play for but a Big Ten championship? I mean, a chance to go back to Indy where they've been regulars out of the West Division and, and, and take on the Big Bad Buckeyes and get the Rose Bowl sitting out there. I would <clears> think <throat> that there was everything to play for. And what's cool about this, though, is the narrow focus of the players on both sides. I mean, the ax is enough. I love trophy games in this conference. I just got a chance to to uh, meet the axe and, and look at both sides of it. I know the Badger players I've talked to this week are very eager to get their hands back on the axe and parade it around and chop down everything in sight, which the Gophers did to them uh, in Madison a year ago. So yeah, it's a Big Ten trophy game with a lot on the line in November and some November weather. and Couldn't be more excited.
1: What surprised you so far about the Gophers in 2018?
2: Um, a lot. I mean, I think we had some expectations coming in. Um, I still think they were picked sort of middle of the pack in the Big Ten West. Um, you looked at the beginning of the season, man. I wasn't too sure what this team was going to become. When you're struggling against Georgia Southern and Fresno State, double overtime, and you barely get out of the non-conference unscathed, then it seemed like they get to the Big Ten coming through those adventurous non-conference games, they flipped the switch and they started dominating people in the Big Ten that they should be, and obviously watching the Penn State game on TV, I was riveted by that scene, looking forward to having another kind of electric environment here because the way they stepped up and performed in that game um, was everything you could ask for. So it's one of those Minnesota moments. Um, Game day being here is exciting. As a guy that hosted the show for 25 years, I'm, I'm eager to see the show go to new places and have the fans realize it's about them. We always felt like, hey, they're not there to look at the back of people's heads. They're there to show the world what Minnesota can be about. And, and the, the world will get a glimpse of a, a big game day environment here you know, for the first time. And that energy probably carries over to the stadium. And it, it's always neat when you call a game, when you're a part of that that moment for a program. And I think that we have the sense that this is potentially that for Minnesota. What should
0: Gophers fans expect?
2: From game day? Um, well, I'm, I know nothing about this particular show. It's not my department for the last five years. I think you should expect that the stage is yours. I think the, the, the coaches over the years have gotten it, and the fan base has sort of innately gotten it, that when the show comes there for the first time, that's, that's kind of a milestone. It is the first chance for Minnesota fans to show what they're about. So they're tough enough to go out rain, sleet, snow, what, whatever is uh, presented to them, and and I think just create an energy that, uh, that is going to be seen by people around the country for the first time, and then carry it over into the stadium. And again, it's 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 a chance and a moment, and I think that uh, you know not every minute of the show is going to be about Minnesota, so they have to understand that <laughs> it's a long show. Three hours is a long time. If you're there early, it's really a long time in the cold. But, uh, you know, just keep the energy and make sure you have the energy at at the end when the the picks are made.
3: Calling a game like this with Minnesota playing in a – this is the biggest game they've had in decades. Yeah. Um, It's a chance uh, for a lot of fans they are going to be watching to be uh, potentially looking at, you know, what's what's at stake here for them. Is that going to be fun to be part of? Oh, man, I mean.
2: If you do this job, you want to call big games where the energy is great and a lot's on the line. And I've never had a chance to call a battle for the Axe, never been here to call a game before, Um, couldn't have asked for a better setup. I think when you you realize that you're lucky enough, we see a lot of big games. You've been to all the places around the country where they're considered the cathedrals of the game. But to be a chance to be here and and call this game with what's on the line, man, that is what you do this job for. I just hope that uh, you know, it's a great show.
0: As a broadcaster, you work with a, a lot of coaches. PJ Fleck, kind of new on the scene now here in the big, big
2: time. What is he like? What has he been like working with? And uh, what do you from him? Yeah, I mean, I'd never had a long conversation with him until our meeting, and it was a solid hour of ideas <laughs> exchanged, and, and the the enthusiasm, the energy yeah. that all Minnesota fans would expect that he would give. Um, his <clears throat> excitement was just palpable. Um, It's very infectious. I think Kirk and I were saying that, hey, he's the kind of guy you want to play for. Um, But, you know, I I respect his messaging, though, too. It's not just rah-rah and energy. It's it's having really sound ideas about what's important in life, what's important in sports and football specifically, and how to get those lessons across and demand that of his players every day. And I think that guys, if they're around his kind of energy and his kind of messaging, would come out of this program really well served for life. It's not just about winning games. i say that about a lot of coaches. They want to believe that about themselves. But I just really think that his his message about positivity and mindfulness and being present, not to throw like psycho babble stuff at you, but I think I really think that's what life's about. And i like to think my core beliefs are about a lot of those things. So I really enjoyed the time with him.
0: What's your take on our quarterback? Um, you know, technically he is our backup. So... Just, not anymore not anymore no, <laughs> no
2: I, I think that i mean tanner was impressive we had a nice meeting with him the natural leadership that the coaches talked about was very evident in his meeting very poised mature guy so is this this guy can't
0: be a soft all right you heard chris fowler in the house of course with the sports governor vince right on the last question there but i think you know, one of the things that all three of these guys talked about was just how, you know, PJ is just one of those coaches that you want to play for. Uh You know, people talk about the rah-rah, the culture, the way he speaks, the way he goes about doing things. But in 2019, man, you got to get to these kids a different way. So I think uh PJ has definitely found that way and what works for him. And obviously it's, it's working. So the row the boat mantra oars in the water, all going in the same direction. It's obviously working here. So, all right, next up, the one and only Kirk Herbstreit, a very nice gentleman, former Ohio State quarterback himself. So I'm going to start off with the question that I asked Kirk about our quarterback, Tanner. Chapter of this rivalry. From one Big Ten quarterback from another, what do you like about our Minnesota quarterback here?
3: Um... I love the way he's in command of this, this scheme. I love how he is making very good decisions. He's very efficient with their RPO game. He's blessed to have incredible amount of talent around him. Not just the skill, but that offensive line. I've been so impressed with the way they've grown this year. But, I mean, think about it. He's, he's like a cheat code. Like if, if you commit to the running game of Rodney Smith and company, he's going to pull it out and throw it. And if you're worried about the big play on the outside of the receivers, he's going to hand it off. So it's like he has an answer for no matter what you're doing as long as that offensive line continues to get pushed up front. So it's been fun to watch. I watched him almost all year, and his, his growth and
0: development's been impressive.
2: What do you feel like the biggest threat that the Gophers pose for Wisconsin? <laughs>
0: Um, All right. And, uh, that was the Madison reporter also in the uh, loop there as well. But, you know, I thought that was kind of funny. You know, Tanner is kind of like a Chico, and he's kind of played that way. He is our backup, not anymore, as, uh, uh, Fowler said, but nobody expected this from Tanner Morgan. So, uh, the growth, the, you know, the whole team just getting better week in and week out. Like these guys said, it didn't look pretty early. But here we are, all the marbles, literally in a few hours here. Uh, last up is uh, some more sound from Kirk Street. And again, um want to thank uh, ESPN and the University of Minnesota Athletic Department, North Star Sports Podcast, Sports Done Right. And also, big shout out to our North Star Sports Podcast uh, producer, the one and only Matt Geffrey, uh, setting everything up here. So uh, last sounder here, Kirk Herb Street. ESPN Game Day.
3: People in the world were the Wisconsin Badgers because now they knew coming here that this game would be the right to get to the Big Ten Championship. So, But to hear all that energy and noise, I, I don't think we as a show take a bow. I think it's more of, I like to take a bow for college football. I think it's more about the sport, and the energy, and the passion that our show tries to embody. We try to be symbolic of that, and hopefully we do a decent job. But we'll, we'll you'll never see us think it's about us. It's about these players, these coaches, these storylines, no matter where we go. What
0: are your preseason? Did you pick the Gophers as your sleeper? Yeah,
3: I did. Yeah, I picked Wisconsin to win the West and Minnesota is my sleeper. So we'll let you reconsider that. now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, 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 I'll tell you, when you go back to August, everybody was talking Nebraska. And if you looked at Minnesota, they had a lot of talent, but you just didn't know how they would gel. And Wisconsin, I've got to give them a lot of credit. They have a culture there that Barry Alvarez started, and they've been able to maintain. But uh, of course, that I'm in Minneapolis and they're playing at home. Of course, I would reconsider and pick the Gophers, right?
0: <laughs> what are your overall impressions of PJ Flex' coaching style and how he's transformed the program?
3: Man, I, I watched him do it at Western. Um, I wondered how long it would take. It really, to me, it wasn't a matter of if he would do it, it was more about when. And I, I, not being here, I don't know the commitment from the athletic department till I've been here and seen what he's done in the last couple of years. Because it's one thing to be a great coach, but if you don't have the support of the university, it's, it's next to impossible. But being here and seeing these facilities, and you combine that with the energy of, of what PJ Fleck has and brings to the table. And then, by the way, they have some talent to go along with that. It's only going to get better and better. Uh, there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic right now, not just for this weekend or this year, but the future of what P.J. is uh, creating.
2: Wisconsin's kind of been doing some interesting things on offense, like having their receivers take the direct snap, yeah. especially last week against Purdue, yeah. having their kind of hippo thing that they were doing earlier yeah. in the season. How do you feel just kind of about well, what they've sort of been doing? That's a
3: good question. I, I feel like they're so, uh, it's, you think about Wisconsin, if all of us close our eyes, it's You think of Monte Ball, you think of Melvin Gordon, you think of offensive linemen. Last few years it's been Jonathan Taylor. And if you're defending them, you're starting there. And Wisconsin knows that. So they've had to come up with some wrinkles, some things to try to change the numbers in the box. So their answers, what you're describing is the Wildcat. They're also doing a lot of jet sweep, a lot more first and 10 play action pass. Anything that if you're over committing to stopping 23, they're going to try to make you pay for that in other areas. And they've got some talent. You know, they, they're receivers. This might be the best group of receivers that Paul Chris has had since he's been there. Only problem is he's spoon-feeding a quarterback in Jack Cohn, so it's, it's getting there. He's been very efficient. But this will be a game, depending on how the weather holds up, where they're going to have to throw the ball, take some chances on early downs to take some of the pressure off of, off of Jonathan Taylor. But I love the wrinkles that they've been doing in recent games. A
1: couple more here. You, um, you've you watched and studied some of the best RPO offenses and RPO quarterbacks. Um, what impresses you about Tanner Morgan and the Gophers' RPO offense?
3: Well, I think I think they're a legitimate threat running and throwing. It's not – a lot of times when you see RPO, they have a pretty good running back and really good receivers or they have a really good group of uh, receivers and an average running back or vice versa. What I see with this group is they're equally uh, strong. You know, they like I said earlier, they – they have a quarterback right now that's seeing things very well, seems to have a really good feel for the RPO game. They also do it play side. So if I'm faking here, I'm looking in this area, and I'm, I'm going to throw or hand off based on what this safety might be doing. These guys are going backside. So they're faking on this side, then they're coming all the way back here making throws. If you watch around the country, you don't see a lot of RPOs that, that go play side and backside. So that style, I think, is a little bit different. But I just think the big play threat of the backs and the receivers and a quarterback that's been efficient, you mix all that together, it makes it tough to stop.
0: All right, there you have it, Kirk Street, The whole game day crew you have heard from tonight on a very special game day edition of Sports Done Right. Make sure you're checking out the show. Tuesday nights is when we do it live, Spreaker.com, but we are on most streaming networks, so iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and by the way, we are on a new podcast app called, excuse me, I want to make sure I got this right here, MN Pod stands for Minnesota Podcast, and Basically, it's just a bunch of Minnesota podcasts, so if you go to the sports section there, you will find sports done right along with all the big boys from, you know, Score North and K-Fan and everything else, so a very, very cool app, make sure you download it, and uh, again, it's called Pod, and it's got everything, um, Minnesota news shows, business, sports, I mean, every category you need, you're all set, man, so... Make sure you check us out again, Sports Done Right and the North Star Sports Podcast. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. Uh, for Sports Done Right, you can follow that on Facebook, W-R-I-G-H-T. Um, also on Instagram, Sports Done Right. And also Google the North Star Sports Podcast. I'm doing big things over there as well with Justin Ekstrom and Matt Geffrey. So again, big one tomorrow is for all the marbles. Hope you enjoyed the sound from the game day crew. Minnesota, Wisconsin. Battling for Paul Bunyan's axe. Keep it tuned. I can't wait. Tomorrow, 2.30 is game time. 2.30 Central. Game day, 8 a.m. sharp. Make sure you set the DVRs, man. This is going to be off the chain tomorrow in Minneapolis. So I am Vince Wright. You guys have a good evening. Sky Yuma, row the boat.